name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Hopefully this will come as no surprise, but I don't dig New Year's resolutions. So I resolved this year to not do any New Year's resolutions. Then I broke that resolution because I made a resolution that I was going to lose 10 pounds in 21 days. And then that failed. It's it's a rough start of 2022. I got to tell you, like I'm not feeling super confident uh, <clears throat> that success is in my future. However, I do need to lose the weight. And here's why. I'm not overweight, but I've got to get super, super slim. My daughter just finished uh, applying to all of her colleges, about nine and uh, the United States, and I know there's people out of the country that listen to this, but let me just tell you something about the United States that most people don't know. Um, we don't value what's called education. We don't make it access- super accessible uh, financially or otherwise. Um, so I love my children. I want them to go to college. So I am committed to selling my body to finance whatever's necessary. So I have to do some serious biohacking and you know I don't even like that I don't even like I don't like hacking anything nothing not even the computer systems so I've got to figure out how to pay for supplements or whatever that gets me the body of a in, of a 19 year old uh, basketball player or some, something whatever I don't got I gotta look at the market I'm very savvy as you can tell from my book sales on what sells and what doesn't um, so to me it's an easy it's an easy I'm just gonna go to the internet and find out what sells on the street and that's what I'm gonna turn my body into Again, I love my kids. We do what we can for our our children. Uh, that's what we do. That's our thing. I am in the throes. That's not T-H-R-O-W-S. I'm in the throes of rehearsing to go down to Los Angeles to record my new album. Very excited about that. I am going down there equipped with 14 songs, 13 original that I wrote, one cover song. Not a big cover song guy. Did one one uh, years ago. You guys have heard it. Uh, I did. Lo, it's uh, called um, La Pistola El y El Corazón by, by Los Lobos. I covered that on an EP that my band did years ago. This will be the first cover song I've done since then. And so it's like pushing 20 years since then. Anyways, very excited about it. I was talking to my drummer who's helping me co-produce this thing um, or just as I call it, co-producing it. And he, he said... So I was talking to him about the logistics. We're having friend, people we know, and and it's kind of cool because we're going to go down and record it in, in a in a recording studio, a good a good recording studio. But then there's people, not even joking, around the country who are going to potentially add tracks to it, um, and then send those tracks in, and we'll mix them together. It's very cool. Very excited about it. Uh, but he goes, uh, he goes, listen, because I said, how's this working out, and how we get the people? He goes, listen, sit. This, let's face it, this is the last time that this is ever going to happen. This is, this is the last time we're ever going to do this. And I was like, God damn, that is, that's some harsh business there. Just like, I didn't think it was going to be the last time, but apparently I'm never doing this again, uh, ever. I will never have the opportunity to do music again, according to him. It's kind of a, a, it's a little bit of a downer, a little bit of a downer. I was a guest on a very fun podcast called just minding my business sometimes i don't know what i'm in for on these podcasts you know like i'll get asked to, to be on them and i join and i don't know what's coming on 
these two ladies were so fun. I like had a best time. It, like put me in a good. Mood. I was kind of I was I was a little bit of a Debbie Downer. You know when you realize you have to sell your body, it kind of puts you in a bad mood. That's where I was in that space. They had me on, and we had the great like a super. I really want you guys to listen to this one. So, anyways, I'll link to it in the show notes. <clears throat> Thanks to everybody who bought my book for Christmas. That wasn't very many people. You got that was was that not a great Christmas gift? I didn't even mention that though. I wasn't like you guys should get my book as a Christmas gift. I'd never said that. That's how bad I am at this. Anyway, small step intensive. I actually have well, I have one opening, but I don't. I'm not super going out about it because I'm trying to get this record done and my writing my book. So I'm kind of deep in the throes. But I have one. Is that a good sell? I have one slot. If you want to join the intensive, go to smallstepintensive.com. Otherwise, the online program's rolling. Smallsteppers.com. Okay? And I'm on the board of Rancho Compassion. Okay, great. I'm so excited to get through the 15 seconds of announcements. I was thinking, I was subscribing my, this show to somebody recently they were asking about. It. I said, yeah, my old show, Approaching the Natural, like I did what everybody was like, you gotta do all the announcements. And I was on I was on social media at the time, so I'd be like, you can get me, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I'll be speaking at this place and that place, and here these are my websites. And it would be like three, four minutes of, and when I launched What Sid Thinks, I was like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. It's like, thanks to everybody, and then just boom, because it was just, it was like I started to dread it. I think that's why I canned that show, because of the announcements. Mm. I am talking today about productivity and nothingness, okay? Productivity and nothingness. Now, there's a book called by Sartre, uh, and, and, um, or Sartre, if you speak another language besides the main language, called Being and Nothingness. And so I was a philosophy major, so I'm a nerd that way. And so the title of this was a takeoff of that, okay? So don't sweat it too much, but that's what that is. Productivity and nothingness. So when we're talking about productivity, more than I ever expected, because I'm definitely in the healthy living arena, Definitely the happiness, living happy, you know, uh, managed stress arena with my small steps program. Like that's where I'm at, not specifically about food, per, you know, the deal. However, unforeseen was a veering off into productivity. People have used and are using my approach, and I'm using it myself, to increase productivity in very non-healthy arena ways, just work, literal work, sometimes in an artistic realm, but sometimes not. Sometimes just, I gotta get this shit done. And this is a really helpful uh, system. It's a, a helpful approach. It works. It just, frankly, it, it, it absolutely works. Why I have to keep using it after after the fact that I invented it and still need it all the time, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. And that was, that's what maybe a psychologist can answer. But I don't mind because I just kind of go like, okay, shut shut up. Let's just do this. Let's just do this thing. And it works every time. As if I have short-term memory loss, I forget the next day and I have to have that conversation again. But that it, it is kind of like my cold therapy. Every day I go, I'm going to dread this. I'm going to probably feel good about it afterward. Let me do And I just want to kick my own ass every time. And then it, the same thing happens every time. And I just must, I just must forget. I dread getting in. Happy that I did it. Dread getting in, happy that I did it. With that said, pro, so productivity. So people are using my approach as, as a tool to increase productivity. Now, I'm very busy right now. It goes in, in fits and starts. Uh, I'm never not doing anything per se, but there's definitely points where I'm, like my race is coming up. Like there's some things looming in my brain. The figurative weight on my shoulders, if you will. There is a very necessary balance of doing nothing. So as your as your as your busyness 
and your productivity is increasing, it is proportionally as important to increase the quality of your recovery time, not in the same quantity of time, but in the same quality of time. So as your productivity gets more quality, it, the inequalities increase, you're getting more done. There is a need, and this is something I am super not good about, and I'm very much focused on right now. Because as a running coach, and just an ultra runner, and, and so you know, been reading on it for years, the 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 per, the the focus on so much endurance and and weightlifting too, by the way, is on recovery. How do you effectively recover so that you can get your body back to a point where it can strengthen and, in theory, improve from your last workout, and then you can hit it a little harder on the next one if you're training for something, or if you're like me, you're just trying to do a race and and have fun with it. But recover the recovery, nevertheless, as you increase your training, the recovery becomes even more relevant. And yet in the normal living of our lives, we don't recover in an, in, and I mean the normal living of our lives and the non-exercise part of it, you know, just like the living of our lives. We don't focus in my opinion enough on recovery. I am working with clients right now to just be like on your days off, like, are you in your day off? I mean, like, are you in deep in your day off? Like, are you in your day off? Because if you're not in your day off and you're on your day off, but thinking, oh, I got this to do and I got that to do and I probably should be doing this. The word should, you know, it pisses me off. I got to be doing this. You're robbing yourself of effective recovery time. Exercise recovery is easier because you work out and then you don't work out. So if you run 10 miles on a Friday and you don't run on Saturday, it's easy to just be like, I'm not running 10 miles. My body's recovering. But the 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 recovery that's necessary to balance the busyness of our lives, the non-physical part, is a little more needing of attention because it it's a little too difficult. You can't, well, I'll put it, I can, I know for myself, I'm definitely my clients, not doing stuff is hard. It's hard to just not do stuff. It's hard. It's not easy to, easy to not exercise, very hard to not do stuff. And by stuff, I mean the actual work, but also stuff that isn't, isn't feeding a proper recovery, like guess what? Social media or just being just bullshit stuff that doesn't, that doesn't really get us to that point of balancing that increased uh, busyness. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I, but I barely get anything done. I kind of just don't do stuff most of the time. Well, then that's not recovery, is it? I mean, recovery is is sort of predicated on the fact that you have done something that you need to recover from. That's the idea. So there's this focus on recovery in sports, but not in life. And, 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 it, and it, if you're not the irony is if you don't fully recover, if you don't, like I've had, I've had conversations with clients where I'm like, you didn't recover this weekend. You were feeling guilty about this, all the stuff you want to be doing. You got to be able to, and I'm in, by the way, just at hearing my words myself as I'm speak as I'm speaking them, which is if you don't go the opposite extreme and really take that time to recover, you start your work week, not recovered well. And then it will actually negatively impact your productivity. That's the irony. If you don't fully recover, you don't get as much stuff done. If you don't take the, the quality and really stop enough, then you cannot get back into things in a, in a better way. By the way, same thing in sports. Right? If you don't fully recover and you go like, well, no, I don't want to take it off. I've got to keep running and running and running. We all know how that movie ends. 
with a you know an injury right but in but in in the non-sports life it's a, it's an injury in terms of the quality of our lives what we want to get done if you and we and i cannot effectively do nothing and i gotta tell you this is very new for me like i kind of conceptually like how many how many things do we conceptually under, i get it i mean people conceptually understand my small steps approach but unless you actually follow it it doesn't work i mean people understand it's not like people are smart they go yeah yeah i know okay i got it yeah yeah it's sort of cerebral at that point but unless you live it it's not real it won't do anything like any like any approach by the way unless you actually like any therapy if you're not a good client who's going to follow what you learn in therapy i don't care how brilliant the, the the therapist is it doesn't do anything unless you engage in that process so too with this so as i'm i understand the idea of it i've had to make a very conscious and intentional move into sometimes i'm not kidding sitting on a couch and not doing like not do like not not even read just not doing anything sitting here's the thing i've looked at i've watched many um like jane austen movies okay and there's part of me just in terms of how busy i am there's part of me that sometimes i look at like the, the they'll be like the ladies in the in the in the drawing room and they're like sitting there and they're just they can't they're not doing anything now they can't do anything and so they're lucky. Let's can we face it? Like they can't work, and that's pretty cool. If you've got a guy who inherited money, and he and because of the society, you are not allowed to work. There's nothing better than that scenario. Am I right? But sometimes I will literally watch those movies and I'll be like, God damn, it would be pretty great to not to just tell have somebody like you can't do anything except for play. Uh, uh, like an antiquated version of checkers right now. Like there's nothing you can't, we will not allow you. It's just not a good idea or a good model where that's kind of your life in general. But boy, I'd love somebody a day to just be like, Sid, you can't, we can't, we're not going to let you do anything except for pure fun today. It, uh, it, it is, is, it is on us to figure out as much as it is on us to figure out ways to get things done, to live better lives, to eat better, to exercise, to be more productive, to declutter our houses or anything else that people are using my approach to do. It is just as necessary on us to pay attention to those days off and make sure those are of equal quality because otherwise the whole ship sinks. It doesn't work to just be like, I'm super busy. And then on weekends, I'm just a little bit less busy, but still pretty busy because I got to keep rolling all the time. It's really hard. It's very, it's harder than than I expected it to be. And I know that, again, as I look to professional, you know, uh, athletes as that model of, you know, where they, those men and women are like, we're taking days off. Like they're really about recovery. They're like all about that. But yet we don't do that in terms of our lives in general. And, and it's hard to pay attention to that because there's so much pulling at us. And I'm not saying sit on your ass and don't do the things you need to do like errands and things like that. Again, it's quality, not quantity necessarily. I mean, it's not necessarily about quantity. It's, it really is about quality. It's about when can you sit and do absolutely nothing? Can you do that? I have had a very hard time doing that. I'm like, I probably should be working on my book, but I've recently said, like, so I'm going to sit on the couch. And in my brain, I'm like, I should be doing that. There's a chatter. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm literally going to sit here and like talk to my family and just be there, be aware, or just like sit on a couch and just look outside and absolutely not do anything. So that's why I want to talk about it. because I because I think it's a it's a missing piece of the well in this case the productivity model but I think it's a missing piece of the 
healthy living model, by the way, which is that, again, this is going to sound crazy, but I've had clients who I'm like, you got to eat something junky this weekend because there's a certain amount of whole, of, of tightening that is that is about you know having constraints I've talked about and rules that are good because you're, if you remember you're in charge of them they're very good to have rules that work for you always knowing that you can change them but there's a little bit of a tension energy uh, that's that's associated with that and, and and expenditure associated with that and so when you can balance that by letting off some steam it all works really really great but it also exists in the productivity realm too it also is just as important in in that realm too as busy as many as things as you want to get done there's a lot of a lot of energy I think is useful to expend to uh, you know not getting stuff done. A moment, a fewer and further between. But we know if they go. So to we go Our reasons get lost and fall below So too we know we can't duck and hide with my show Saying what you said was help was on the way, was on the way, but help it did not come, it did not come. So I jumped off in a way, I jumped off in a way. Come.